Rethink podcast. What are we talking about? Creation. Baseball. <laughs> Story baseball. of God. Crooked numbers. We want crooked numbers is a baseball reference. You know what it means? No. Crooked numbers? I have no idea. I got nothing. It's a beginning. A beginning. In the beginning. A big in- Oh my goodness. <laughs> That's a bad preacher. Are you gonna use that on Sunday? No, I just used it in the podcast. <laughs> it's not worthy of Sunday. In the beginning. So why why did we choose to do this, Levi? Let's bring you into this discussion. What is your fault? This is your series. <laughs> I don't know why you guys always say that. You guys just make the ideas. You make I just the put calendar. it on the calendar. You, you so, actually, you, calendar. you wrote up a whole nice thing about this whole series, and then Jeff was like, mm, yeah, no, we, we ain't any using any of that <laughs> except the four words, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. Thanks, Levi. The guy's a scholar. What, well, what, what, no, what it's the story thinking? of God. You know, so helping people understand that there is a... A, you know, a storyline to the Bible. So it's not just random stories that, you know, we try to piece together, but that there's one continual thread going from Genesis 1 all the way to Revelation 22. A few years ago, we did the story, the book. Uh, went all the way through, I forget how many weeks, 30, so weeks. long, long time. Yeah. It's good, though. 30,000 foot view. What's the big story? Mm-hmm. So that's why we chose to do this. Yeah. Something like that. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> So the beginning is what? In the beginning, in the crooked number, God. Mm-hmm. You want to expand upon that? This is feed the grave material. It's not necessarily feed the grave material. Actually, it's everybody's material. It's oh, God's the material. Coalition. Everybody did this. Yeah, because it's a story of God. Story of creation, fall, redemption, restoration. So that'd be the next four weeks. Mm-hmm. Outline it for us. Well, it starts and ends with God and how everything, our stories tie into the bigger story of what God's been doing. And so we see, you know, in Genesis 1 and 2, the creation account, Genesis 3, uh, we see the fall and we see this progression of how God's going to bring about redemption. So from Genesis 3 all the way until the cross, we see this plan of redemption happening. But at the cross and resurrection, we see redemption possible and then the restoration is crossed to the time we uh either die or go to be with jesus when he comes back the so process the, of sanctification so the focus in scripture here genesis 1 and 2 with the fall three or 1 and 2 is creation mm-hmm. three is the fall the whole gospel narrative really is redemption right mm-hmm. and then revelation 21 i'm making all things new is the culmination of restoration mm-hmm. yeah. And some people even use new creation instead of restoration, just because it's uh, kind of what you were leading to. Like, God is restoring, but the future, you know, Revelation 21, 22 is the actual new new creation. So Shane Woods, who we brought in for a Midwest ministry gathering, uh, wrote the book Between Two Trees. That's kind of the, the ideology that he outlined there. The whole redemption, restoration plan of God between the two trees, the tree of knowledge of good and evil and the, you know, then the cross in the middle and then the tree of, uh, of life and, and eternity. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, whenever we're talking, you know, about creation specifically, there's lots of different, at, you know, aspects you can come at this subject with. You can come from an apologetic side of it, you know, defending a seven day creation or the creation account or whatever. But it's more about this origin story 
and the center of that being God. See that in my study, that's what I've had to fight because the apologetics is the road I want to detour down over mm-hmm. and over again. And that's really not where we're going with this series. It's not about young earth, old earth. Mm-hmm. It's not about, you know, evidence from the flood or all these catastrophic things that we can see in our world. It's God. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, God. What does that mean? Right. This is his story. Yeah, and so I think that sets the course for us to be able to identify this gospel thread all the way through from the very beginning. Because God didn't need us, you know. He didn't. He didn't create us because he needed a bunch of you know servants or slaves or to do his bidding or whatever. He chose to do that, and then he chooses a relationship with us, and we see that played out through Scripture, and so. In every single one of these, you know, four movements, we see God as the center. And I think what it does, it helps us identify our origin stories, our fall story, our redemption story, and our restoration story. But it's not about us anymore. It's about God at the center of each one of those. And so we can highlight what he's doing on a personal level, as well as recognizing what he's done on a macro level a huge level so you guys i think you've done this too caleb with the feed the crave teaching yeah that's kind of how you share with people to write their story well that's what i say whether it's feed the crave teaching or even like in the in current life groups and stuff like this what i what i love about the story so like you talked about the the view at thirty thousand feet you know the big picture um so you have we have creation that you just talked about we have the fall of man as as we separate from a relationship with jesus christ or separate from relationship with god um, and then you have that whole redemption story of God giving us son Jesus and coming. Um, and then at that point where Jesus gives his life, you know, that's the point where restoration begins to, to unfold. And so when you see that big, that big level, so then you, you bring that down to, to myself. Um, so like, as I recognize that I am a creation of God, but because of my personal sin, there's a void and there's a separation, um, because God can't be in the presence of sin. And then I recognize my personal need for a savior who is Jesus Christ. Um, as I accept him and as I, you know, give my life, become obedient to that, that's where my restoration process starts because it starts now with my relationship with Christ, but it will be completely, I guess, completed, you know, when Jesus returns or, or when I physically die because my spirit, my spiritual life will continue on. And so it's for me, like to be able to see that big picture, but then be able to drop it down because it's an awesome resource and awesome tool that I can use to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ by those four words, creation, fall, redemption, restoration. And just, it's a good reminder for me of, of keeping the story that God has worked in me very simple and very clearly um, spoken as you share that. You have people write their own testimony then based on that pattern? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the reality is we all have a creation, fall, redemption, restoration story, whether we know it or not. And so people that have not even accepted Christ yet, they have a creation story. Everyone has an origin story. And so what it enables us to do is listen and identify where they're at in the story and then be able to point to, towards the redemption and restoration, what God wants to do in their lives of not just saving them from hell or saving them from, you know, eternal separation, but he has a plan for them, the redemption 
uh, restoration process. He he has a plan to put their lives back together, give them purpose, identity, you know, meaning, all these different things. And so you can listen. So it's a tool to write out your story if you're a believer, but it's also a tool for the believer to be able to listen to their friends uh, that may not yet have experienced that redemption process and then able to point them towards something bigger as well. So where do you think the greatest, um, I don't say maybe stumbling block or misunderstanding about creation, fall, redemption, restoration lies in our our life today when you talk to people when you lay this out where do you think the greatest struggle for them is to understand i think it's the fall i i think people have a hard time saying things are wrong at this point in our culture because they think they're good enough or like oh that's just the way they are or you know, whatever, and they don't recognize that there is this true brokenness between God and them. And until you can understand that, that separation, the redemption piece is not that weighty to them. So we're good enough. Mm-hmm. Basically, we're good enough. I, I don't disagree at all, but I also think like our mentality, like we try to make it about us. And the whole point of this series or this theme, you know, you already said it, it starts with God and it ends with God. And I think too many times we try to make it about us where it really has nothing to do with us. It's already what Jesus has done for us. It's what God has done for us. But because of humanity or because of our unselfishness, we try to make it about us. So like to me, and maybe that's that still that same mm-hmm. on the long, that same thing is what you're talking about. But as we try to make it about us rather than point to like, no, it's it has nothing to do with us, but God did this for us. But it's always are you, about. Do you think that's with lost people who who don't have a relationship with the Lord or church people? Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, so that was going to be the question I asked: is when you hear people's testimonies that have been a Christian for a long time, I think we, I think they all get hung up in the same spot, but it's from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I find. People who have been in church a long time, they get hung up in the fall area and then they start celebrating all the things that they did and how wild they were and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And they almost highlight their sin. And then they're like, oh, yeah, and then I found Jesus and like life's been great since. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, also, they like fly through it. That also points out something, though, too, of like church people who have grown up in the church, you know, sharing testimonies. We tend to default to just like our conversion story, but like the creation fall redemption restoration also applies to like, you know, last week or to our story, you know, today. And so I know one thing that I try to get people to see is too, it's like, don't just tell me what God did, you know, whether it was 10, 15 years ago, but tell me what God is actually doing in you right now. How are these themes coming out, um, you know, and showing themselves because we go through the same process over and over again. I, I was I would answer the question to say, I, I think people struggle to separate restoration and redemption, redemption and restoration. We get them, we get flipping them back and forth. You're not really uh, redeemed until you're restored. Well, that's not a biblical pattern. Right. We we as church people particularly, I think want people. We, we want them to be totally re- restored, 
before we'll accept the fact that they're redeemed. Mm -hmm. right? So there's still sin in their life. What does that mean? Are they lost? Well, we're all sinners. We mm -hmm. continue to sin. What, what is, what is re redeemed? What is it really? Who's redeemed? You know, and then what is God doing to restore that redeemed person? I, I think we expect people to change and we, we all have our list of this is what they should be doing and not doing. Then they're, then they are restored, which truly that's not even part of the process either. No. And, and we don't control that at all. And like, so that's something like, this is probably in the week three podcast, but like when you talk about redemption, you know, the, the act of redemption means to be bought back. Um, and so like, when I think of all of us, you know, we are God's creation. God created us for a purpose, but because of sin, he had to provide Jesus to buy us back. Like he, he paid my debt. He paid your debt of sin. Um, and so he bought us back. So that act has already happened, but it's when you or I accept that saving grace of redemption. And so like, like you say, yeah, you want to be redeemed, but you also been restored. Like that restoration process is a process and it continues to happen. It will happen until we die or until we leave this earth. But the, like the refining, the, the of, refining process. Yeah, exactly. But the act of redemption, like it's, it's done and paid for. Yeah. And you accept that through Christ. Yeah. But I think that's, I think that's a confusion. Um, I've experienced it just last week. I told you guys about the story of, you know, where, where somebody said, I can't believe you baptized someone. Well, I don't know that person personally, first of all, but why, why do we, why do we have a problem with it? Well, they haven't changed. How much do you have to change? What, what are you talking about? Do you have to be restored to be redeemed? No, you're redeemed and then God restores. Mm -hmm. And we're none of us completely perfectly restored until we're in his presence. So we're always a work of refinement. Yes. I think one of the things yes. Levi pointed out that... Good is... thing we got the outtakes out of the way early on, because this is heavy. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, one thing I like to do with groups is that, yeah, a lot of times we focus on the conversion story and using... And we do share testimonies of redemption or conversion stories this way, but it is fun to do this uh, like on a micro level and do it like, tell me your story using these four areas over the last six months. And that changes the perspective because even in our conversion stories, there's different pieces that you share in different contexts and it can change from time to time. But whenever you look at this, um, let, you know, just take it from the beginning of the year, you're going to highlight what, you know, where you kind of started at the beginning of this year what are some things that you've been struggling with, you know, this year? Because you're right, we're all in this process of like, you know, where have you seen God really show up and just like redeem situations? And so, and then how have you seen God work and, you know, bring about conversations because of that one moment and he's leading towards something bigger. And so you can use this on a big level. You know, the story of God, you can move it to a conversion level, but you can move it down to a micro level of a few weeks or a few months and today. or today <laughs> yeah. and really see how God's at work at a personal level because he's the center of all of these. It just depends on which lens you want to view this through, but it helps. I think this four words that help us develop these areas, help us develop a, uh, I don't know, a perspective 
that moves us towards a relationship with God and it helps us understand how personal he really is on a daily basis. Takes the religion out of this. Mm-hmm. It makes it walking with, walking with God. You know, you're taking a journey. And so you've got to go somewhere with him, with him. You're following his lead. He's setting the path and it's a journey. It's personal. Mm-hmm. Just like it that's was the beautiful in the garden. Thing about this. Yeah. Like it's supposed to be. Yeah. He wants to make it again. It's different, but it's the same. I kind of think heaven will be more like the garden than it will be some celestial city of perpetual worship music. That's my opinion. I think we'll be walking with God. Yeah. Hope so. Other thoughts as we get ready to kick this off? I don't know what heaven's going to be like, so I'm not going to weigh in on this one. Heaven is a beautiful place filled with glory and grace. I want to see my Savior's face. Heaven is a beautiful place. That must be a hymn. A little tune. A little tune from the past. (laughs) What is it? Can't get there in a... Can't get there in a Ford. In a limousine. Oh. Can't get there in a Ford. Can't get there. Which one won't go that far? Oh, you can't get to heaven. In a car. Won't go that far? I don't know. Yeah. We used to say, and people used to say that old music had real theology. No, you can't get to heaven in a limousine. I'm not sure I, I've ever heard no these songs. You're kidding me. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. There's an outtake right there. He just messed up. <laughs> nope. He messed up. Live. Live. I, I think God like spared me from some of this church culture stuff early on. Apparently. So, even my kids know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if my kids do. I don't know. Huh? I know the common connection and why your kids know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a well built Christian service camp. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I was thinking it was their mom and dad. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> hey, I think we're done for today. We're, we're gonna done. we're gonna unpack these items as we go each week. Um, it's just simple, simple stuff, but I, I think it's gonna be valuable perspective. Uh, to refocus for us. So thanks for doing this on the Rethink Podcast.